The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and thank you for being here. It's good to be with all of you whenever you're listening to this show, and I appreciate your time, and I feel grateful to be with you. Our show begins today by exploring more of the legend of Merlin and Arthur as we discuss the second quality of chivalry, that Merlin taught Arthur, and that's the quality of loyalty. What is loyalty? How do we develop genuine loyalty in ourselves? We'll be talking about that. And later we'll focus on what loyalty, what, what does loyalty to self and pursuing a spiritual life mean? Does it actually mean reading numerous spiritual books and understanding spiritual concepts, or is it more than that? How can you become exceptional? We'll explore these topics today along with today. We're opening up the phone lines. We really are. For all of you who have burning questions and would like to call in and receive channeled answers to those questions from your higher selves. We spoke about the higher self last week and we spoke about ways that you can start connecting to your higher self. You all know how to do that now. But today we're going to open the channeling lines here so you can call in. The number is one 866 472 5795. So jot that down. 866-472-5795. And come with a question that you have that you'd like an answer from your higher self, and I'll be happy to channel that for you. But first, a story. They lived a simple life. Sir Ector, a farmer, was the one that Merlin had given Arthur as a baby to raise. And Merlin would come and visit and teach 
and be as mentor, teacher, guide, be as the boy's old man mentor guide to be his ancient one, to be Arthur's magician, his advisor, where he could seek the counsel of this ancient one, and doing so from the time that he was but a young boy. Arthur was raised in the natural life, and Merlin would teach him to dream, teach the boy the art of chivalry to become whole, to find an alliance of self, to become one with himself, represented in the raising of the sword from the stone, in the lifting of Excalibur, a gift that Merlin had given to Uther. Uther, with no heirs, had stabbed Excalibur into the earth, making his proclamation. Merlin had received Excalibur from the Lady of the Lake, from the Lady of the Realm. Arthur would draw it from the earth, from the stone, and lifting Excalibur was Arthur's first test, proving that he was whole within himself, and with that wholeness, he could heal the wounds of a land and of its people. The second test would be the test of the twelve battles. In that test, each battle, though by form and function, of battling, a battle, blood, guts, stabbing, violence, all kinds of horrific, terrible things. They all look the same, one battle or another. But in each of these battles that Arthur would face, once he had learned all 12 qualities of chivalry, each battle in that second testing, te- second testing brought forth a particular quality in the would-be king and brought forth among the many knights those that stood out among them, the knights of the round, each battle bringing forth a particular quality, each battle bringing forth a particular knight, who would eventually be a knight of the round. So Ector and his wife, in the living of life, would teach Arthur the ways of the world. To live in the world, certainly so, Merlin coming periodically to teach him beyond that. As we spoke about before, the first thing that was important to teach was to teach the boy to be honest and to honor himself with honesty, to be honorable. And this was, in a sense, the first lesson, the lesson of honor. For that's where it begins. That's where the foundation of building true character within, it begins. That's the first step, to be honest with yourself, to honor yourself with honesty, and to have honor. Now, out of this honesty, out of honoring yourself, comes loyalty, And so the next quality of chivalry that Merlin taught Arthur, not sit down and get out your chalk, get out your notebooks and listen, no, no, but in the living of life, in the playing in the fields, in the exploration of the streams and of the trees and of the flowers and the animals and in the living a very natural life, it was not simple, but it was natural. To teach the boy loyalty, honor first, then to be loyal. Again, to yourself, to be loyal to yourself, which means to be loyal to yourself, you need to know yourself. You cannot be loyal to yourself if you don't know yourself. Loyalty comes from being honest with yourself, to be vulnerable with yourself, to know your weaknesses, to know your shortnesses, to know your strengths, to know your lengths, to know yourself, to be honest and know your vulnerabilities, to thine own self be true. Loyalty is the willingness to bring love and trust, to be loving and trusting enough to question and challenge your own assumptions, to look more deeply into your beliefs and attitudes, questioning the things you hold as true with a capital T, 
and having the vulnerability to question them again. Are they still true for you today? To reach such a state of truth begins with being honest, loyal, and vulnerable with yourself first. And what about loyalty to others? It starts with knowing yourself to know what is right or wrong for you and to be able to discern for yourself, to be clear on what your boundaries are and what others' boundaries are. Loyalty to others is not seeking blind obedience or blind agreement. You need to know the person to whom you're being loyal. Some people, excited by a cause or a first date, jump to loyalty without thinking or knowing more about the cause or the person. They jump in perhaps thinking, I'm loyal to this person behind the mask in the back of the room that I don't even know or haven't even met. You can't be. How can you be? You don't even know them for crying out loud. Well, I'll be loyal to you. I met you a half hour ago. Let's mix our blood and be blood brothers or sisters, whatever. Let's just be loyal. No, you need to know yourself. And when you're honest with yourself, out of that will naturally progress the quality of being vulnerable, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your strengths. You can then choose to be vulnerable so that you can be loyal to yourself and loyalty is the second quality of chivalry that Merlin taught Arthur. Welcome back. We've been talking the past couple of weeks about a free call that I designed, especially for all of you legendary leaders that was going to happen on April 16th and 18th. Those calls have been postponed for a while, as well as the group coaching program. And here's why. Last week, when Merlin helped me to be more honest with myself around the way that I've been pushing myself with work, I decided instead to push in the clutch and take a much needed break from the extra work that I've been doing and focus on restoring my health. I'm going through a bit of a health challenge, but it's all going to turn around. But I need that extra time. So I'll be doing these shows, um, these radio shows, and I'm still doing my private one-to-one higher self readings. But the free calls and eight-week coaching program have been put on hold until it's time to return to them. And last week, you know, my friend Karen Lamb was on. She shared her story of deepening her relationship with her higher self and how the book Emergence by Barbara Marks Hubbard had changed her life. And before that, my friend Amy Waters shared her book Sweet Healing with Us. And I'm so inspired by both of these women that I've decided to practice what I preach and focus on healing myself. I'll be reading Emergence, deepening my relationship with my higher self, and learning to create a healthier lifestyle, going on a cleanse and creating Amy's luscious recipes. And I am still channeling. That's always nurturing for me. And after hearing the channeling that we'll be doing today, if you'd like to have a private reading with me, you can sign up at mariadanley.com. Just click on the offering tabs. That's www.mariadanley.com. Click on the offering tab, scroll down and click on higher self readings, and you can book an appointment with me there. Don't forget to use the word legendary. The word is legendary to get 10% off my usual price. Let's talk a little bit about 
what the spiritual path is. And and for those of you that will be calling in shortly, because this is going to be, much of the call today will be talking to all of you out there live. And I'd love for you to please come to the phone lines. We'll be talking a little bit more here before answering you. The number again is one 472 Come with a burning question and I will channel that asking your higher self answers for you. But we're going to talk a little bit about what is the spiritual path. It came to my attention this past weekend. I was, I was giving a reading to a lovely woman who was seeking help. And I saw that she had a lot of inner work that needed to happen and for her to feel more whole and happy. And as I gave her some of the suggestions her higher self was giving to me, she protested by saying, well, I've read these books, and I, I've read that spiritual leader, and I know all these books. And of course, they had influenced her, but she was really reluctant to do the work that I suggested. She wanted a magical healer to come along and just take her stuff so that she would be happy, loved, and successful. And it's a, it certainly is a feeling many of us can identify with, wanting either to be rescued by a loving relationship, by a, a job, by a church, an organization, a group, or even God, please just take this from me. And so it made me wonder about some of you out there, wondering if you might be in a similar situation, that you've read many spiritual books out there and gone to so many seminars, waiting now that life should deliver to you what it owes you. Well, it's an interesting question. Will reading spiritual books be enough to grow spirituality? Is your personal and spiritual growth measured by the number of books you read or not? Certainly, it's easy to feel that you've done the spiritual work you should be done, and you've gone, as we say, to courses and meditating for years, and it seems such a long journey. Well, the personal and spiritual growth to me is one of of coming home to myself. And what does that mean? I think of it this way, and, and I think it's taken a long time for me to really grapple with this to realize I think life here on earth really is about personal responsibility something that I took years trying to avoid every way that I could. But when I started to embrace what personal responsibility is, and not that sense of duty and obligation, you're responsible, as in who's to blame here, but more the responsibility for myself. We as legendary leaders, as seekers and um, spiritual growth and personal growth seekers, are learning to find out or trying to seek more of who we really are. There is a grander being inside of all of us. There's the more of us. There is this higher self in us, a loving relationship to explore, and so many other relationships to explore. And here we think life may seem linear, but we're moving into a world understanding, especially with the new science. It's all multidimensional, and we have, uh, it's not linear at all. But on our soul's path, as we've gone along, we have have left parts of us behind. We've left that child still maybe upstairs in her bedroom crying or that adolescent boy that is just tired of working and, and, and is wanting to get out and be on an adventure, the adolescent within each of us. We certainly have other parts of ourselves that we have denied or squashed, probably because of either pain or we were told not to or certain Groups of friends didn't like that quality in us, so we squashed those parts of us down. And 
some ways, I think that we actually came into these situations, these families that we came into and these situations so we could grow from them. And so to, in a sense, not to wish some healer would come along and lift it, but in a instead to look at the reflection of whatever is going on in our lives and say, what can I learn from this? What is this trying to teach me? How can I grow and change from this? Which brings back to this quality of loyalty, the idea of loyalty. How can we know ourselves and bring those parts home to ourselves, growing our consciousness? It's interesting to think that way, you know, knowing yourself and your strengths, your weaknesses, learning more of who you are. There are many qualities of becoming exceptional. And certainly reading books are going to give you wonderful ideas and will grow your mind and give you great things to think about. But to remember loyalty for a moment, to become exceptional is to constantly be looking to explore more of yourself by starting and remembering to start in your exploration with love and with trust. To choose trust, to choose to enter trust. Trust like the qualities of the nights is a living, active experience that I'm participating in. And the primary element of trust is that you honestly expect a positive outcome without bringing most of your negative ego demands and agendas, that it must come in a certain way. So here you are, explorers on your path, on your journey, to discover the more of you and to learn from that. And to question your assumptions, yes, the ones that you've decided that you've made up are true with a capital T, that you may have forgotten to question. So we are going to be doing, um, we're going to be opening the lines as we say. We do have our first caller. We do ask others to be calling in. We'll, we'll work with this one caller, then we'll take a break, and we will come back. And before I open up that line, <clears throat> I see that it is, um, what is, the name is John, and he is from Tampa. And what we're going to do, um, John, if you will hold for one moment, we need to just go into a sacred space, which means we have to be quiet for a minute so we can alter our consciousness. Thank you. John, I do want to ask permission. How are you today? Good. How are you, Maria? I'm doing well. Is that is it all right for me to read for you? I ask permission. Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you for calling in. And please tell me or, or ask, what is a question that you have for your higher self today? Uh, the question is, I've been working on self-judgment and for the last mm, eight, nine months, I guess, maybe a year. And I wanted to see how I was doing. Uh, they're, you know, they're very tricky it's not like it's so um, apparent that, you know, that's happening. So uh, I have to really pay attention to what I'm doing. And I just wanted to see what uh, uh, his thoughts were on that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, one moment. Well, they're telling me one thing, and, then, and you really have improved in this area, John. You're not as hard on yourself, they, they say. But they're also saying that your negative ego is playing a game with you a little bit and is sort of making you wary, kind of pulling that card out of the deck and saying, ooh, are you being judgmental? Ooh, are you being judgmental? And there's a part of you kind of walking around, they're telling us, a little bit afraid that you might be judging yourself. Can you relate to that? Sure. And so in some ways, the, 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 what's really going on here is that your negative ego is holding you a bit of a prisoner um, by that fear and not, and we want to say, uh, pulling you away from the full expression of the love and joy that you could be having. Because there is uh, very clear to see this, John, that you are so sweet. There's such a sweetness in here and an earnestness in your spiritual path, in oh, your growth. You. Pardon me? I said thank you. Well, yes, it is. You're determined. And yet, this now they're giving me pictures of you as a boy, and um, again, sweet, kind, earnest boy, who would uh, do as he was told, obey his parents. And especially we see you looking to your mother and trying to be kind, trying to be what you can be for her, to make her road easier, as if you're a very almost enlightened little boy there, seeing that her tasks are hard and you're feeling a lot of compassion for her. And so you'd hold yourself back to not fully express yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So this is a place where uh, a little reticence, a little bit, I'm going to hold myself back and not full, fully give myself permission. So we want to say, and we want to make sure we have your higher self's words one moment. They're talking about freedom and joy and permission, John. Um, when you ask how well you're doing with the judgments, we'll say that there might be some in there, but uh, and certainly there are places where you are being hard on yourself. You are conscious enough now that you can catch them. We would say do some of the, uh, write them down. We actually put them down, put them in your, um, let's say your calendar, that you're actually going to go in and do forgiveness meditation to, to lift those. Because remember, the judgment really is just trying to freeze emotion. So you can do the forgiveness. Some will, you'll want to forgive. Some you won't need to. You'll you can ask yourself, what am I refusing to feel? Because judgment, like eating ice cream at night, we want to freeze our, our emotions and not feel. What am I not wanting to feel? And we think that there are feelings in there that you're a little afraid of, perhaps. But we're also see, seeing the power in there. There is a lot of love and even self-love that you haven't allowed yourself to feel. Your higher self is, we would say, aching to connect with you and uh, help you to feel how much love there really is in there, yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, is that helpful to you? It is very helpful, actually. Well, I'm so glad. Um, well, thank you. Then we're going to say uh, thank you, and we'll go on to uh, Ella from California. And John, thank you for being here. Ella, would you like to be here on the line? Maria, this is Ella. Yes, hello, Ella, and thank you for calling in. We are going to go to a break. We're going to pause. I mean, I'll just tell the engineer that we'll take a, mom- a moment here with Ella, and then we'll go to break. So, Ella, thank you for calling in, and um, we understand you're in. You are calling from California. Would you please uh, say what you would take us a moment to switch our focus on you and, and let us hear the question you have today. Yes, the go ahead. Question is: uh, I would like to hear. Uh, a message from my higher self, from my current situation. Okay, would you like to tell a little bit about the current situation? No, more or less just general. 
Well, it's going to be hard for me because there are, um, when we do this, we when you can participate, we also realize you're live. You may not want to do this on the phone live, um, but that we need to have a sense of direction where you're going and so we can get a picture. So um, let me just see if she has anything to say in general then. Hold on. She's talking about your anxiety and a part of, oops, a part of your mind that is uh, going around and around in a tape loop that is, um, has some negative, has negativity in it. Do you know what we're talking about? There's a worry, there's a tape loop. Yes. Well, she's saying that that, she's describing it more like a monkey on your back. It really is is an aspect of your negativity, like negative ego. And um, we would say that, that there's a part where you want to uh, just catch yourself in that because what's happening here, Ella, is that you do have a tape loop. You do have um, actual wiring. It's sort of like uh, in, the, in the brain that we have these neural pathways. And one of the ways that your negativity is snookering you is keeping that going around and around. And you have the impression inside, well, I'm working on it by thinking about it, but actually you're just creating this sort of like this trench that's going on and on. And your job is to kind of, is to cut that, that anxiety and just Stop it. In other words, saying it's sort of like a record where you want to just break the pattern of the, the record by just stopping it. You know, kind of like, whoops, I could have had a V8. I want to stop uh-huh. that tape loop. And one of the ways to do that is to say, um, you know, inside no, or think of some silly thing like you're, you're going to, some silly thing, some silly song or a joke or something just to stop that tape loop. What you really want to do, if you go back, we, we're not sure which of these shows where we talk, oh, yes, I think we is called on that negativity you can learn more about how to work with that negative ego because it's frightening you and then it's having you're you're more in a sense of i want to deny myself i don't i mean deny that it's saying these things to me because sweetie it looks to us that you you want to be leaning more into trust and you're not trusting yourself let your higher self hold you and before you sleep at night ask them to come and help to flow a placebo to release this um, tape loop that the negative ego kind of has you and you know has you kind of by the throat there but we'd also say if you do the technique to just look at it hear what it has to say let it exhaust itself circle it in white light um, it, it will it will stop these tape loops from happening okay Beautiful. Thank you so much. Is that helpful? Okay, thank you. We're going to go to break, and after that break, I'll be back with more callers. Thank you, and hold on. Join Maria Danley for a free in-depth call where you'll learn how to get unstuck and get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today so you don't miss this rare opportunity. Trying to stay focused and get things done in a fast-paced world with information overload is difficult for everyone. It's easy to lose sight of your priorities, get stuck, or find yourself spinning at times with too much to do. In this free call with Maria, you'll learn exactly what to do to get unstuck, get back in your power, and get focused on what really matters to you. Maria Danley, a California-certified medical intuitive, transformational life coach, and energy healer with over 20 years of experience in health, wellness, and transformation, has helped thousands of people worldwide. Join Maria for this free, powerful, transformational process and get unstuck now so you can get focused on what you really want. Go to www.findpeacenow.com and sign up today. You are listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, 
please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Hello and welcome back. So we have Barbara on the line and um, Barbara... Come on, on the line, and, and what is your question today? Um, my question is that in the last few days, I've been in a pattern of injury, and I've hurt my left hand, and right before this call, I sliced a, I did a cut on my, my right thumb, and um, hmm. this is not a usual pattern for me. I also have hurt my foot, um, so whatever message I need to be getting, I'd like to get without the injury. Absolutely. Give us a moment, Barbara, to talk to your higher self. Thank you. Okay, they're they're showing me that there's a part of you that's really afraid right now, and it's a younger part. It it doesn't look quite like the childhood, and it doesn't look like the adolescent, somewhere in between. It looks like, is there something coming up that she's afraid um, well, there's several candidate things that are coming up. She's she's trying to know which one. Okay, uh, she she's trying to get your attention because she is really scared. Okay, and there's another one too. It is a younger one too. Now the child is here. It looks like both of them are. You're either facing some kind of I don't know, maybe an adventure. Um, yeah, it looks like it's something that you're going to be doing more than say a relationship, but. Um, Whereas that part is getting is very jittery and keeps kind of tripping you up. Now let's just see. There's another piece of it. Hold on. Yeah, there is a harsh voice in here, Barbara. And it looks like in your head, probably negative ego or an aspect of that. That is, um, I don't know. It's trying to trick you and uh, you know, kind of sabotage you. Do you have a sense when I say there's a big event coming up? Some this is what we sense is and there people are act or these parts of you are acting up. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, and we also they also want to say and they're very direct about this one. You're also afraid of your power. That that whatever is going to be happening, there's a, an aspect of your power that will be revealed with its vulnerability, and there's a part of you that really is going to rise and shine, and a part of you is feeling you don't have permission to shine. Yeah. Okay. Is that ringing a bell for you? Uh, yes, it is. Well, here's what we know since we do know you. Hold on. That when you, when you show your authenticity, we've talked about this before, when you shine and be the more and let that, the more of you through that higher self, the, the, the radiant you in all of your colors, Barbara, hmm. you're, you're gifting other people. You're gifting others to see what more authentic expression can be with full permission. And we know that that's really a stretch for you based on other things in your past. So we would say, yeah, it looks to us like that trickster energy of uh, the the negative ego part that is trying to pull you back so that you can remember, put you back in your box so that you'll stay small. And we say, go for it. Just carry on and be a little more gentle when you're, you can use some more grounding. You, when you mm-hmm. get out there and you hurt yourself and hurt this and hurt that, you're you're running or pushing or, or jumping or something, just slow it down. You've got plenty of time and, and be more grounded. You can, you can do that as well. All right? Okay. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling. We appreciate that, Barbara. 
We'd love to hear from more of you if you would like to answer, I mean, ask, call, I'm <laughs> in an altered state. Ask questions of your higher self. Please call 1-866-472-5795. And we would love to answer those questions for you. So until we're waiting for another caller, let's see what your higher selves, because there, there are many that we've called in here as we call a sacred space. We call sacred space by calling Raphael with the sylphs of the air before us and Gabriel with the undines of water to be here behind us. We call Mikhail with the salamanders of fire to the right and Uriel with the gnomes of the earth to open the sacred space. We call the future selves of all of those who are here listening and will be listening, as well as the future selves of those who I'll be reading for today to come be here now. We call behind us the wisdom and the protection of our ancestors. We call our ancestors of Sirius, Lemuria, Atlantis, the fairy realm and realms of other to be here at this time, as well as the ancient ones in each of our heritages to be here. Thank you. We call down the forces of the universe above us. We call up the spirits of nature beneath us. And we call the energies within, asking our higher selves, our souls and spirits and unseen friends, guides and counselors to be here. Thank you. We are waiting for a caller. And if we don't have a caller, we'll see what spirit wants to say to the audience. And they probably will be happy to have um, a chance to speak directly through me. Hold on one moment. They're talking about a lot of the anxiety that most of you are feeling and that there's a strong tendency to be doubting yourselves, to be pulled out of trust and to be, in a sense, uh, finding that, let's say, the excitement to step out, to step forward, which has been there in the past. This seems to be a time when um, we're we're all being sort of held back or pulled back into a place that feels smaller, uncomfortable, we're, we're, we're kind of tripped up and angry. It's a time when many of us can be wanting to turn to addictions, to numb pain, um, and it's also a time when we might be really hard and doubting ourselves. What they're telling me, they want to say to you at this time, is that this is a time of being more gentle, being more nurturing and caring for yourself, whatever that means for each of you, to schedule that push in the clutch as Maria is doing, to to take the time to slow down, to remind yourself of what you love about yourself, even if it means writing about it, taking that into meditation, imagining or calling in your higher self or or God or Jesus or whomever is your link to the divine, to call them in and ask them to be with you to feel nurtured by them, loved by them, and let them, in some ways, help you to feel more held. It's a place where we are, uh, it is circumstantial, and it is in the world right now, to be out of trust, to feel out of balance, and to feel that you are craving more nurturing. So we would suggest that's a message. We'll see if there's another message. One moment. They're saying that what we can do um, at this time is to lead you all on another um, 
visualization. And um, we, again, we still would like to have another caller come in. If, if they don't call in, we, we, we can just carry on with this visualization. But please, anyone out there, I won't bite. It will be gentle. Please call in one 472 5795 and you can have any questions answered that you might have. Thank you. So my higher self is here and um, she's saying, it's okay, don't worry that nobody's calling in and this is your first time doing it in this way. She's saying it's all good. So I'll ask her, her name is Gwenny. Gwenny, what do you want to say about the higher self, about the importance of these, the audience or the, the listeners here, those legendary leaders. What, what about, why is that important for them to have a deeper relationship with their higher self? She's really smiling now and she's saying, oh, it is the pathway home. It is the pathway and the uh, easiest, elegant, most elegant way to come home to yourself. And she says, we are here to love you. We are here to, the higher selves are here to love you, to stand beside you, to champion you, and to lead you in the direction of your most glorious dreams. And they're also there to help lift burdens and help you to know yourselves and show you the path that is correct. And it's not like there's one right path, but a path that will, in a sense, um, a path that you will learn from that will be leading you to your highest good. We have a caller here, Ramey from Los Angeles. Would you please uh, come on the line? Yes, I'm here. Hey. Oh, hello. Well, thank you for calling in. I really appreciate that. Oh, so, my pleasure. I really wanted to. Well, yay. Uh, tell me, what is your question today, Ramey? Well, I'm Maria, I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling like things have been moving very smoothly and beautifully and suddenly they've slowed down and it's um, and I'm just wondering what it is that I'm either not doing or not paying attention to or how can I be enlightened to move my work and my life in um in a much more, I guess, speedy way, or maybe just to keep it moving. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, hold on one second. They started talking while you were asking your question, but I just want to make sure I'm getting it exactly. Hold on. Well, we're saying this word, but it is not a bad thing. But you do have a lot of impatience here. Um, something about it moving so slowly is just driving you nuts. They're saying that, you know, I, I'm a powerful magician. I can do these things. I can make this happen. I can make that happen. And all of a sudden, there's a standstill. And you're being invited, Ramey, to slow down and and be with you know, you can slow down so beautifully when it's time to meditate. But after that, it's like, come on, let's go. And you are very perceptive, very per perceptive, um, very awake. And there's a part of you. So this is just the first thing they're saying. They're suggesting that this part to slow down is to be with what is. You know, we're moving into this future, which is a lot less about doing and a lot more about receiving. 
And there's a place here where, you know, in some ways, ways we could say bravo to you. You didn't create some kind of a catastrophe or getting sick or something where you were forced to stop. In a sense, you're, you're being asked to slow down. Let me just see if there's something more to that. Hold on. Yeah, they're just saying that you're just speed. They're trying to slow down the speed. And I don't know what else to say. Is that, is that helpful to you? Well, I, I feel that that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to slow me down. And um, I just came out of a long meditation um, just about an hour ago. And, and you're right. I was great in the meditation. And as soon as it was over, I wanted to just jump on something. Let's, let's move. And okay. And they're showing me there's a resistance to the feeling of sadness. Um, that they're yeah. no, no, because when we're looking at your third chakra, you're you're blocked there a bit um, with a refusal to feel, and it's one of the reasons you you can feel kind of anxiety and well, yes, let's get to that glass of wine. It's five o'clock or whatever it might be. <laughs> but uh, we would suggest, Remy, there's to open that third chakra when you can sit and be quiet and just imagine a river from flowing th- from the, your, through your back, parallel to the ground, just flowing out in front of you. That there would be a place. Okay, I need to sit with, and there is sadness in here is one of the things and there's also grief there are things that have been leaving or dying or or going away and um, you want to catch up to yourself it looks like some things that are going or have gone maybe even further in the past but you know that they're over and there's a grieving about that does that make sense to you oh that makes so much sense okay so that's what we all right, because that's what we're sensing is the real uncomfortable feeling here is I don't want to stop. I don't want to feel the sadness. I don't want to grieve. And, you know, you're, you have such a, a compassionate uh, big heart there, Ramey. And you feel also the pain for others. There are people around you. Okay, now we can feel it too because we want to cry. There are a lot of people around you and friends and other people going through difficult times. And you are really caring for a lot of the pain in the world. And so we want to say this part of you that just doesn't want to stop and feel how much you're feeling and caring is really a beautiful part of you. And it is needed for you to feel that, yeah? Yeah, I feel it now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we as, uh, we, I call us legendary leaders because I like to, but at the same time as leaders, those of us really trying to move into the more positive world, we're going to be seeing more of the choices that people make, the more painful choices, and we will be feeling more of what others are feeling. And the touching part is that we wish we could help. We wish sometimes we could just lift another's burden. What we can always do is send love and send healing to the higher self of the people that we see on the news or in the in you know when we read it in the media. Keep sending love to those in, in tremendous pain. And it doesn't mean that we won't be feeling the pain. We will. But not to block it up because we sense that really is, um, yeah, your higher self is saying there's something about this awakening. Your heart is growing and expanding. Your love, your caring, your feeling is expanding. And there's a part of you that doesn't like it that would, you know, mm-hmm. knows this is part of you. But you kind of, I want it to be this way, you know, hip or fast or L.A. or whatever it might be. And there's a part of you saying, in my maturing, I'm, I'm going to be growing as an extremely compassionate, deeply feeling wise one and ancient one and that we would say is the message here thank you there's no other caller at the moment do you have another question or is there anything else going on you'd like us to look at well 
<clears throat> really, I think that it's it's mostly about um, you touched on the grief, and the grief. This is something that has been permeating. There's been a lot of loss in my life in the last year, yeah. and I'm very aware of it. Um, to the point that you're right, it's sometimes very hard for me to address the sadness which you tapped into really quickly here. So, yeah. um, I, uh, I, I know that the loss is only in the physical, but I feel it. Yeah. Well, and, it, um, it's not only in the physical, though, Ramey. We don't sense. We sense that there's a lot of loss, and, and it's actually, we're sensing it in a lot of different dimensions. It doesn't mean you can't feel it. But, but here's the good news for you. When you start to let yourself have the permission to cry and really sob and feel it, you know, you know shoulder-shaking tears, whatever, it's going to feel like such a release. It will actually feel really good. And you'll find that in some ways these, oh, this is sad, some parts of you that want to go, that, that want to, to, for you to let them go, they, this is what we're hearing, is that if you will just weep and cry, you'll let them go. They want to go. We don't even know what that means, but we know it's true because there's something about saying goodbye and letting go of the parts that need to be let go of. You'll ask, actually be sending them on their way. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's needed. It's needed at this time. And we would also say that uh, you're a blessing in, in their lives all these people and these situations that you've touched, uh, a tremendous blessing. So, um, you, you know, know that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, there's so much love to you. You're a blessing. Oh, sweetie, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, here, here we are in the Ramey and Maria show. Nobody else is calling in. Um <laughs> We certainly know, though, if you need to get off the phone, you want to stay with it. If this is a good way to, you know, get that sadness flowing and you want to get off the line, that's fine, too. But as I say, this isn't new for me just to say, well, let's hang out on the on the radio and, and take callers. Um, but if there's anything else, we can look at anything else. We'd be happy to. Anybody else who would like to call in, please do. We Once again, the number is one 472 5795. We do have another caller. Ramey, we just want to thank you, Darren, for you being so um, open and vulnerable, letting us read for you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, and Kate from New York, we'd love to open the lines to you. How are you this day? Okay. Okay. So what? <laughs> The last caller just got me, so I'm definitely calling in for this one. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. And what's your question today? Um, I want to make sure that the relationship that I'm either A, supposed to be letting go of for uh, now or permanently. Um, I'm kind of fighting. It's a toxic one, but at the same time, it's a very close relationship. Okay. So what we need for you to do, because you don't want to say the name certainly, although probably saying the first name would be enough. Um, So if I understand you're saying you're trying to let go of a toxic relationship and what? Um, it's a close one, so I don't know if I can let go of it, if I'm better off just letting, letting totally let it go or just backing off for it for now. Okay. Let me, let me look and, and is it all right with you if we hear at least the first name? Rebecca. Okay. Hold on a second. (laughs) 
they're showing me that the energy between you and Rebecca is that she's really clinging to you, but it's also, it's kind of like, I don't know if I could, would, would, I can't think of a good metaphor for it, but it's like a biting, clinging, uh, holding on, but like with, with sharp teeth kind of a thing. <laughs> Is the image yeah. they're giving me. And uh, so in that sense, she's holding on because you in some way represent a safety to her, for Rebecca, a safety or something that's known. And it looks to us that she's really dealing with a lot of unknown right now and is not liking it. And when she's this afraid, she gets pretty nasty. So we would say what, you, what they're telling me to tell you about this relationship is to help in the sense to... First of all, in meditation or eyes closed, send energy to Rebecca's higher self just to help her to find some safety to to calm her calm her down. Now she is attacking you, so we don't see it as a relationship that's healthy in that regard. And that you will want to tell her this isn't working for for me. Now, see what is needed here, Kate, is stronger boundaries to say um, um, to say it like it is. And we can talk about this another time. But to say. I realize, uh, Rebecca, that you're frightened right now and that you're clinging and you're also being nasty and it's not okay with me. It's not all right for you to treat me this way. This isn't friendship. You're either going to have to step back, we're going to have to stop seeing each other, but I think what would be best right now is to have a break, that we take a, a pause. Whatever you want to say that is real, she's needing an authentic expression from you and that frightens you you haven't quite built the muscle to be as authentic um, in relationships you've always been the nice one says the nice things and that kind of thing right uh-huh. so we would say to you be firm tell her the truth and and suggest a pause and you know she may come back like a lion Rawr! you know don't do that but we we would say that was going to help you uh in this at the moment and should you let go we say yes but you're going to need a clear communication none of this oh well i don't have time and maybe next week no nice guy just clearly state what is this relationship isn't healthy i can see you're frightened i think you know whatever you need to say but be in your adult when you do it okay Okay, more or less in a letter form or actually talk to her? Well, I don't know how safe you feel, but if you feel good enough to say it, you can. But if there's a, if it's a loud roar coming back, you can say it's an appropriate way to behave. I'm going to have to get off the phone. But you want to be in your adult when you do it, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right, Kate. And we've got Darlene here calling in from Massachusetts. Darlene, are you on the line? Hi. Yes, I am. Well, thank you for calling. How can we answer your question? Okay, um, this is great, thank you. Um, my mother suffered um, a brain aneurysm uh, about three weeks ago, mm. and um, it's very significant. The aneurysm went into the brain stem and into the brain. The doctors have said that have gave us many opportunities to just take her off life support and mm. let her go. But my family is in complete opposition to this. And this has left us separated and left me angry because um, I'm trying to assist my mother in letting go of her body. And the rest of my family won't let her go. And there's a lot of stress on the body. I'm angry with the rest of my family and I'm trying to handle it. So any help that I can get with how... I yes. can be more peaceful and forgiving in this situation. Well, and Darlene, I'd love to check in with your mother. Does she have the same last name as you, or is it different than yours? No, she doesn't. Her name is Irene. Uh, d- oh, okay. Um, 
Okay. Well, why don't you just say her first name? We want to uh, protect confidentiality. What's her first name? Okay. Her name is Irene. Okay, Irene, and we're going to have to make this relatively quick because of the okay. um, hour, but hold on a second, just to sure. see if your higher self will let me know what Irene wants. They're telling me that Irene is um, wanting the quiet. She's wanting the peace. She's been through a lot of pain, not just now with this, but in her lifetime. Um, there's a part of her wants to go. And so the family is trying to hold on to her and keep her in her body because of their issues of safety. We suggest to you that you would send love. Just take the time, darling, to close your eyes and you know, sit with your mother. I mean, she is not present, but her spirit is, her soul is. And love your mother and just send love to her and send love to all the siblings because because this is something they feel they can do. They don't know what to do with their grief. They don't know what to do with their pain of losing her. And so if they attack each other and make it a big mess and make it be all about should we do life support or not, they've got somewhere to go with the feelings that they have not really dealt with. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's really what's going on. They, it's easier to be angry and to go into old family uh, structures of pain than to sit as a family and be vulnerable and cry that mother's going. And so this is, they're acting it out. That's something you can't quite get in the middle of, but we would say try and put down your rope in the tug of war and just send love to them and let the cards fall where they may. But your mother's going to be okay. She's actually, we, we see, oh gosh, they did use the word transitioning. We're not, uh, that's what we are picking up and that she wants to go. So you could just bless her by sending love to her and to the family that's in so much pain, okay? Okay. I'm sorry for your pain and the family's pain at this time. But uh, we want to thank all of you who called in today. And yes, we do see you, Christine. Please, maybe next time we would love to read for you uh, live on the air. But we only have two minutes here and it is the end. And we're not used to ending in in a trance state, but we certainly can. Um, I just want to say to all of you who have been on the, the phone, those of you who have called in, thank you so much. And for the rest of you, these are troubled times. We're moving into a, a new world. And it's like giving birth to a new world is like contractions, giving birth to a baby where there's pain and, and uh, blood and guts and a lot of confusion and pain. So trust yourselves. Know there is a light on the other side of this. There is a new world that is coming. Try and be patient and um, gentle with yourselves. Walk clearly and calmly as best as you can. And that's all the time that we have today. But I want to thank you all for listening. It's always a joy to be with you. And I'm here to support you on your journey, your spiritual journey home. So thank you for listening to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. It is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And until next week, I will send you my love and my best wishes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 